Don't, God, don't. Please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, fuck them. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no. Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Alright everybody, it's time. It is time for episode 6 of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. I'm JD, here with TY. Jake is late because... No, he's not. He I, was, I was in the same traffic. It's and not You're always fault. late too, and you're a dirty bastard. Shut your mouth. Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, you know who we have on this week. It is Tank. Tank, my man, how are you doing? Doing good, guys. Uh, sitting around waiting on Jake's little punk ass to get here. <laughs> So I guess we'll just do this shit anyway. When he gets here, I'm going to chuck the shit out of it. I'm completely cool with that. Let awesome. me get my phone out and not tell him. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess the first little bit, we're just going to bust on Jake. Is that cool with you That's guys? Fun. All right. <laughs> so Tank, man, what's been going on with you? Uh, what's new with life, wrestling? What, what? Just give us what's going on with you since you've uh, not much kind of shit. fell off the scene. I just work. Family man, you know we got a I got a two year old, so she takes a lot of my time and and uh, since retirement, I mean I I, I have kind of came out of retirement, went to New Jersey mm-hmm. for WrestleMania weekend and had a good time up there and pretty funny story. They were like, you know, we'll we'll fly you up on Friday when you want to fly home. I go, well, I guess I'm gonna fly home Saturday, and they're all like, oh, you don't want to stay for Mania, and I was like, well, fuck no. So I flew in at like five o'clock and flew home Saturday morning at five o'clock, and the rest is history. I ain't really thought about doing anything else. <laughs> so um, I know we were talking about it before the show. You don't really watch wrestling at all anymore, right? Yeah, it varies. I mean, I I watch more YouTube shit. Like people post stuff on Facebook. You know, if it's somebody that I kind of like, I'll skim through a match. But as far as like mainstream. I'll record Raw and SmackDown and watch it in like five minutes. That is five minutes longer than I watch, sir. And uh, I do try to keep up with the indie stuff. Like uh, it used to be Powerbomb TV. I don't know what the hell it's called now. Just to check up some of the shows up in Nashville, uh, the Sup Show. I think TWE has a couple of shows on there, and Black Label, the promotion I worked for in New Jersey. And but other than that, nah, I don't watch too much shit. And uh, we are joined now by Jake, who uh, is decided to join us. Tank uh, had a promise for you before uh, oh, you shit. got here for oh, being late. You gonna video this or? friends. So Jake just got choked. That, that made my day. <laughs> Uh, Jake, how are you doing this week? Uh, fucking traffic's bullshit today. <laughs> Told you it was traffic. I, I still think both of you suck. R- Ringgold and the 24 split were bullshit. <laughs> so, Tank, uh, for those, uh, if you haven't heard of Tank, I don't know how, who, where the fuck you've been hiding. Uh, give everybody kind of just uh, an idea where you come from, like who you came up with, stuff like that. All that, you know, just wrestling-wise. Yeah, I started, uh, had my first match in 1996, so I'm an old fuck. Came up, I mean, I broke in with guys who had already been in for a while. Rawhead Rex, Richie Die, The Centerfolds, Rick Justice, uh, Chuck Colt, the old TWA crew when it was on McFarland Avenue. And uh, I was pretty much trained by Richie, Rex, and Chuck. I had, they all had a hand in what the fuck I became. Those guys taught me how to fight. Uh, Bobby Hayes taught me how to actually work. And quit being so goddamn stiff all the time. <laughs> he was always like, brother, you you got it. You just got to lighten up. And that was all uh, Rawhead Rex's fault, beating the shit out of me for a year and a half. Yeah, Rick Justice trained me as well, and it, it's kind of his fault, too, for beating the shit out of me for about a year as well. So I, I can understand that, too. Of course, I've never – I've only met Raw, Rawhead Rex once, but the one time I did meet him, uh, he yeah, he's a – He's a tough guy. Yeah, he's intimidating as shit. And uh, even to this day, I mean, I was like, he's somebody I, I still wouldn't want to fuck with. So, um, somebody's phone is going off. It is my phone. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Go ahead. So, as far as um, you, uh, I mean, we know you came up with some pretty 
famous guys, guys that are on top right now. Would you like to discuss some of those guys? Uh, yeah, man. Like, like, who uh, you came up with, what you think of them now, stuff like that? Well, when I got my big break was at uh, NWA Wildside in Cornelia, Georgia, and there was guys down there, uh, AJ Styles, uh, Ron The Truth Killings, or K-Quick, or whatever the hell he goes by now. He had just <laughs> left right before I got there. And uh, David Young, you know, he had a good run at TNA. But, of course, AJ, everybody knows who the hell AJ is. Yeah, to me, lot. the best wrestler on the fucking planet. And then uh, when I started doing more traveling, I went to IWA Mid-South and, you know, CM Punk, uh, Chris Hero, Seth Rollins. He was Tyler Black back then. Uh, damn. Uh, Danielson, Brian Danielson. uh just guys that I would, you know, they already made, had already made names for themselves, and then by the time I got up there, I was like, yeah, these guys, they won't be here too much longer. Yeah. They're going to get picked up pretty quick. So um, you've been wrestling, like you said, since 96. Uh, since you've gotten in the business, what is the biggest change you've noticed? Uh, toughness. Size. I mean, uh, if I was a paying fan – Look at me compared to you, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, there was there was little guys, but like a lot of the guys now are small and not athletic looking. Uh, you know, if I was a paying fan and I went to a show and I saw two kids come out, one of them looks like he bags groceries at Food Lion, the other one looks like he works at fucking Hot Topic, I'm just going to sit there and laugh my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you got to be a little different, grow, grow your hair out, get some tattoos, grow some facial hair. You know, do something a little different. You know, who wants to pay to watch his next-door neighbor fight the kid across the street? Because that's what a lot of the guys look like now. So, um, I lost track of what I was going to say. I'm sorry, Tank. Don't choke God me damn either. it. Don't choke <laughs> me either. All right, so. We're, you did too. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're we're just all a fluster. We're tanking here. It's <laughs> fucking scary. Let's be real. So well, here's what this is for for you two and for me. When was the first time you heard a tank? The first time I heard. Yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about this last week. So, uh, I don't know if you remember this back in '06 or '07. I don't remember the year exactly. Uh, at Saudi Daisy High School, I was wrestling on those all on the wrestling team, mm-hmm. and we had a benefit. Show. Somebody I don't remember what promotion it was. I honestly still to this day don't know. Hosted a benefit show, and uh, you were on the card. I think it was you and Berg tagging, and you guys came out. My little brother had been giving all the wrestlers shit all night, and we were sitting front row, and he just giving them shit, giving them shit. Nobody, nobody shut him up. And I best insult to go to, to you with, but he just looked at you when you walked out, and he goes, "You suck," and you looked at him and you said. No, but your mom does. Ask her about last night and kept walking cool as a cucumber. He didn't say another fucking word the rest of the night, brother. And that was the first time I met you. And I was like, that motherfucker's a badass. Yeah, I've, uh, uh, we had a few shows up there. I wrestled once up there for Burt Prentice and blew my knee out doing some amateur spots. You know, I, I'm usually just a brawler, just punch, kick. So I was like, oh, I'm going to try to do some wrestling. Fucking blew my knee out. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that shit anymore. Oh, wow. Then a few years later, uh, it was like billed as a wild side show. It was me and Berg against Abdullah, the butcher, and yep, Nemesis. That was the show. And we were supposed to have done a cage match, but they couldn't get the cage in. So I was like, well, fuck, go get some barbed wire. We'll wrap the ropes up. No. And then they were like, well, you know, it's Abdullah, so somebody's going to bleed. Yeah. They were like, well, just kind of keep the blood to a minimum. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So 30 seconds in, I'm gushing blood, and <laughs> Abdullah takes me up the bleachers, and I take a bump all the way down the bleachers. And uh, it was about a week or two later, Steve Henry, who was, uh, I don't know if he was the coach. He then, was the wrestling coach, yeah. Or the principal. He was something. He was the coach, yeah. And he was all like, I just want you to know I was there till 4 a.m. cleaning blood off the walls, <laughs> the bleachers, the floor. Because I was like, I was making it a, a point to get it as nasty and gross as I could. That was a, that was actually the first independent show I'd ever gone to around here. And it, it gave me a new love for wrestling back then. Like, So thank you. 
No, no problem. Was that the show that Jake the Snake was on? I don't remember. I remember back then, uh, Sean Tempers was in the uh, the was doing the sleeper cell gimmick. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, and uh, he wrestled Ace on that show. All right, yeah. There was one show Jake the Snake was up there, and it was for a it was a benefit for the the wrestling school. I remember Jake came out and he was all like, "Yeah, I mean, everybody already paid their ten bucks to get in," and he went out and preached a sermon, and people were throwing money in the ring. Uh, no, it wasn't that one, though. Well, anyway. That was the year after. I mean, people were throwing, fans were throwing. He's like, you know, help these boys out. And they threw probably a couple hundred dollars in the ring. He just put that shit in his pocket and went home. I was like. That's, that's so fucking dirty. I know, that's I'm glad you called him out on that. That's Thank some good you. corny shit there. <laughs> oh, my God. So the first time I met Tank was at TWA in Dalton. This was in 2004. This was the very first cage match I ever refed. Uh, Rick was still training me and stuff, and at that time he had me at the ref roll, and you were in a tag against it was Damian Black and who was Damian tag? Was he tagging with you at the time, Jake? No, it wouldn't have been me yet. Anyway, it was rated X. He was tagging with. Was that the night he about bled to death? He bled to death for about a few days. Like all you had to do was just flick. Like the very next night, you all you had to do was just like touch it with your finger, and he's all over the place like he was the night before with you. Yeah. And I was like, God, this guy's, he's, I don't know what to think. It, it's badass, but I don't want to say hey to him because he's gonna hurt me. <laughs> but and I remember you had the sickle, and you went to the fan that was like even more like, oh my God, do I what? Because still at the time, I'm I'm transitioning from like. Mark to worker and stuff like that, and Rick's trying to tough me up and and say, "Look, listen, it, it's a show. He's not going to hurt you. Just don't piss him off." I was like, "What am I supposed to do? Like hand him flowers? That's a good way to piss him off." <laughs> but um, that was my first first time ever meeting Tank, and uh, I'm glad I didn't ref that match because I really would have pissed my pants being an 18 yeah, year old little fuck. That match, uh, I, I normally don't gig people, so I gigged him, and I went a little too deep, and <laughs> I got it, and I'm, like, playing to the crowd, and I look, and there was, like, a puddle about a foot wide, and I was like, all right, kid, take it home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't take I, – I remember it. That was, like – it wasn't not long after that, after he was just – basically, he was about as red as his Coca-Cola can. Yeah, it was, it was I great. felt bad. I was like, ah, damn it. So, <laughs> I don't know. He, he seemed like he had a really good time with it, though. <laughs> That was the first night I met you, too. But I had heard about you before that when I'd first, because I'd probably been about a year at that point. And Damien trained me. Mm. And he told me a story about when he was first getting in, they did a hardcore battle royal at TWA. <laughs> and you were in it, so was he. And he hears from across the ring, I got the newbie! And you run over there with the sickle and <laughs> got him again. <laughs> and then he was telling me about it, and I was like, wait, I know who that guy is. I'd seen, him on, I'd seen you on TV when they syndicated Wildside and stuff. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> What have I got myself into? And then, you know, it'd been years, and then I saw you again at TWA and I was, or TWE, and I was like, well, he's not so bad. <laughs> no. I had, a, I had a bad rap there for a while. That, that was all Rawhead Rex's fault. <laughs> he, he kept building me up as like a shooter or something. I was like, so people would be like, oh, Tank's an asshole. Not really an asshole. I just had to make it look as real as possible. I think the one thing I'm disappointed about the most as far as wrestling goes is not getting that match against you at TWE. Because you, you and I, I kind of set up something on Facebook. You were yeah. talking shit to me in character. And then they wouldn't pull the trigger on the match. And I was just so disappointed because I'd always wanted to work with you. Well, the, I, what was always weird was like when TWE started, Crunk uh, was booking it or mm-hmm. whatever. And I got a hold of him. I was like, hell, it's close to home. Shit. I lived like legit like two roads up from it yeah i was like i'm off on a saturday i'll come down and we finally got it worked out he goes well uh bring somebody to work i'm like don't you have people for me to work there i mean uh, he booked me like three or four times and each time it was like can you bring somebody i'm like god damn don't you have a whole locker room full of guys why would you need to bring that makes no fucking sense i don't know if he was just he didn't want me beating up his guys or whatever which wasn't going to happen so the first time uh they threw me never drew game and it was the shits. <laughs> and then the second time, they threw me in there with a guy. He was a buddy of mine, CJ, from he's from Dayton. Oh, yeah, I know CJ. He had had about five matches before, and it was even more of a, a bigger, CJ, bigger pile of shit. 
Then they brought Corey Cox, who's a buddy of mine, and it was the shits. <laughs> so then they finally brought in Brad Cash, and I was like, well, this is somebody we know with some size, and we can you know, fight or whatever. So we did like a first death match there. I remember that, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it was, you know, it was very tame compared to what I used to been doing, but we had a good time. So uh, Brad just retired, yeah. Uh, but y'all had more than just that match. Talk about your series of matches. With yeah, Brad. we had quite a few matches. We had a a bunch of like hardcore death matches. We had a match at a St. Patrick's Day thing downtown, and and we just went out there, and I mean, there was like four people watching. So I was like, well, let's go have some fun, and and uh, is this? We did death matches in Cornelia. He went to Jersey with me. We did a, a deathmatch tournament up there. So, yeah, he can thank me for his fucking career. <laughs> he does. Uh, every time I talk to him, he's pretty. He's if it wasn't for me, he'd still be carrying the piss bucket of those shit shows in East Tennessee. <laughs> but now he's retired, so fuck it. Um, yeah, man, like you, you've been – all over the place. Uh, what would you say your favorite crowd you've worked in front of is? Any promotion, any city, whatever you, whatever comes to mind first. Man, Cornelia, because they still believed. Uh, when we were doing the Devil's Rejects gimmick, uh, Jerry Palmer was the owner, and we beat him up pretty bad after a cage match, and like legit, people were throwing shit, and and they followed him to the hospital. I mean, he had got a. He was a fireman, so he could get a pretty good deal on an ambulance. So they stretchered him out. Oh, and like 50 people showed up at the hospital waiting to see how he was. Damn. That's good shit. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That shit don't happen anymore. People get hurt down. They're just like, well, this, this shit's a work. Yeah, get up, Woods. Yeah. Uh, IWA was awesome. Uh, it took me a couple times to, to I guess, what you say, get over with the crowd up there, but. The EM would draw crowds of fifteen to you know five hundred, so you didn't know what the hell you were going to get till you got there. But he always paid me, so it was always cool. <laughs> well, you would probably would have stabbed him if uh, he didn't pay you, right? Or did he just not care? No, no, he was he was cool with me. Uh, I got a funny story. Uh, we did a war games up there. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Bull Payne. Mm-hmm. He wrestled mm-hmm. in Memphis, and he was one of the Texas Hangmen. And uh, we were doing a War Games match, and we were the main event. And the opening match was uh, Tyler Black, Seth Rollins, Josh Abercrombie, and uh, shit. Is uh, Seth Rollins' buddy, the guy he does the school with. Uh, Merrick Brave. They did a little three-way uh, cruiserweight deal. Tyler Black got his nose busted, and he had like a trickle of blood coming out of his nose. So he'd only been wrestling like a year. But he gets in the back and bullpain throwing shit. He's like, you motherfuckers, you're getting color in the first goddamn match. And we got war games. Go, you're just taking everything away from us. And uh, yeah, I thought Tyler Black was going to shit himself right there. He's like, you goddamn greenhorn pieces of shit. And uh, he finally came back to something. He's fucking with him. And then another show. Bull Payne always dressed in the same chair in Highland, Indiana, and I, I took Sean Tempers up there with me, and he was sitting in Bull's chair, and Bull walks in, throws his bag down, he goes, what the fuck, you puke? <laughs> and Tempers is looking, he goes, I've sat in that goddamn chair for 25 years, and he's like been running there like five months, <laughs> and he was like, he goes, get the fuck out of my chair, and Tempers is looking at him, he goes, you are a piece of shit. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, and I'm just fucking with you. And just walked off. <laughs> Tempers is like, oh, shit. So what's the greatest rib that you've ever witnessed? Oh, shit. Ooh. I was never really involved in a whole lot of ribs. David Young was a hell of a ribber. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. I was at his house one night, and we were just sitting there shooting the shit. And me and my, me and my wife, and we had our little bag sitting there, and one of our toothbrush was just hanging out of the bag and he picks it up whose toothbrush is this and i go it's mine he just pulls his dick out and rubs brushes the head of his dick with my toothbrush right right in front of me i'm like you son of a bitch (laughs) but uh i got involved with a 
I did a rib on Rain Man. He was the NWA uh, World Television Champion. And we did a show uh, Friday night in Thomaston, Georgia. And I kind of stole his belt. He just kind of <laughs> left it laying around, so I kind of put it in my bag. And we went through the next day, and I was having, I was letting people cut promos with his belt. <laughs> and I like had it under a toilet, under somebody's car. We were just doing all kinds of shit. And uh, we recorded it. And we played the you know, at Wildside. Everybody get there really early and work on their matches. And we played it. And he's all like, "I can't find my belt. I don't know where it's at." Blah blah blah. And then we played the video on the screen while he's there. <laughs> and uh, BJ Whitmer just happened to be there that night. And he was like, "Man, this is the greatest fucking rib I've ever seen." <laughs> but as far as ribbing people, I I was more of a kind of pick on guys. You know, one night we were down there and I I did I. I was a big fan of jackass and what they called antiquing when they just throw baby powder on people. <laughs> so one night I, one night I did that. Uh, Chad Chad Parham was our champion, and he was all baby oiled up, just fixing to go out. I mean, he's right there at the gr- gorilla position, and I just bombarded him with a handful of baby powder. <laughs> And Bill Barron's is like, God damn it, Warren, because he always called me. Whenever I was in trouble, he, he called me Warren, not Tank. He'd be like, God damn it, Warren, will you quit baby powdering the children? <laughs> I was like, sure. Uh, Ultra Boy Luke and Nemesis got in a fight, and like everybody's trying to break it up, and I'm agging it on. I'm like, let him go, let him go. Yeah, you sound like... Pretty much all three of us in a locker room. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm like, if you're gonna fight, let them fight. Bill will be like, damn it, Warren, you're supposed to be a locker room leader. I was leading the fight. Yeah, I was, like, I was, I was letting them fight. All right, real quick, because we can't miss out on this. Uh, we started this with Shane. We're going to try to keep it going, most guys, and you seem like the perfect person for it because you have no fucking filter. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we're going to throw out a name, and you just give us your – First initial thoughts on them, good or bad? We you can bear them. We don't give a fuck here. Uh, who wants to go first, Jake? I, I can't think of nobody right now. Me? Tyler, Tyler, shits. Me, <laughs> shits. Jake, shits. Uh, Drew, you. game. <laughs> <laughs> Drizzling shits. Uh, Shane Daniels, shits. Jaden, shits. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, seriously though, uh Shane's cool, Drew's cool, Jaden's getting better. You yeah, know, from he what is, he was yeah. when he started out, he's getting better. Yeah. Uh, you guys are cool, I'm just fucking with you. Oh uh, no, we, we we don't give a fuck. Like we're just have we have fun, man. Like mm. you can give honest impressions, yeah. joke around with us, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I honestly knew that shit's thing was coming. Yeah, we, we definitely knew that was coming. Yeah, Shane uh we got to. I only got to work with him once up in Athens, and it was. I remember that the big was, heavyweight battle war, or whatever. I forgot it was. what the hell it was. Yeah, I don't remember. It's pretty funny. He he moves good for a big guy. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. Um, promoters. Uh, Tyler Gasway, RCW. Cool guy. No, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> He's doing better. I know, stuff's, but I wasn't. Stuff's expecting getting better there. Better. There. He's a. Uh, he likes the. Do like like music festivals like I do, so we kind of have a bond there. We message each other about group or bands and stuff. So, huh, right. did you uh, go to River Bend? No, no. Why not? <laughs> I was on a cruise. Oh, that I makes sense. That makes more sense. Uh, I figured it's gonna be because it was awful. Cause it no, I mean I was really. I thought the lineup was all right. I just I wasn't going to be here. I mean, I would mark out to see Lionel Richie. That's about the only one I really wanted to see just because I'm old as shit. Yeah, my mark out was for Weezer. Weezer's cool. <laughs> How did it draw, anyway? Uh, not great, uh, to be honest with you. I was working there at the radio station, and uh, I remember last year, night one was Hank Williams, mm-hmm. Jr., and uh, the when he got on stage from the field right in front of the Coke stage, the fields behind it right where uh, they set up the skating rink the uh, first few years they did it all that was full and they had the streets full too mm-hmm. uh this year there was nobody in the streets except people walking and it was maybe half full on both fields on well, night one. i think it's what they wanted well, i don't think they wanted the huge hundred thousand people there anymore i think my big uh, the, the biggest problem that i saw is they're trying to make it a music festival and yeah. they didn't market outside the city 
they just marketed to Chattanooga, which we know what the fuck it is. Yeah. Mm. All right, so getting back to wrestling, uh, what's your overall impressions of the business today as it stands right now? Not just any specific place, the business itself. Where's it at? I know it's a loaded question. Yeah, it's a... there's a few things I like. There's a lot of shit I don't like. Uh, we were kind of talking before comedy spots. You know, they have their purpose, but not in like big main matches like the the AEW Battle Royal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just I, I can't buy into a guy with no legs in a fucking match. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to sound like a dick, but give me a fucking break. Or a child out there who looks like he weighs 104 pounds and he's like four foot nothing. I mean, what the fuck? Luchasaurus was cool, though. I died. It looks cool, yeah. He's a big son of a bitch. Uh, so what's your thoughts of MJF? He's awesome. He's a little star. Yeah, I figured he'd like that. What about Orange Cassidy? Hate him. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I was waiting on that one. <laughs> he was actually in the match before me at uh, that show I did in Jersey. He wrestled yeah. Brian Alvarez. My match was me and uh, Manny Fernandez against uh, Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini. My gosh, that sounds good. And we were just sitting there, and Manny kind of looked out the curtain and was like, man, what the fuck are they doing out there? And I was like, <laughs> and uh, some, of the, some of the shit that goes on now, I don't, I mean, the guys know what they're doing when they're doing dance routines and dick flips and intergender matches which we can get into that later uh it's i don't i don't blame it on the guys i blame it on the marks for buying into the shit and agging the shit on yeah i get that you know if somebody grabbed somebody's dick and they just booed the shit out of him and started throwing shit in the ring i'd be happy as hell but now they're all like clapping like like little fucking fanboys yeah i don't i've never I, i've never gotten the fucking draw of that myself that Man, makes no fucking sense to me that's too much suspension of disbelief you know some of these guys now they're like well it's this is art I was like, you know if you want to be an artist get a get your canvas shit in your hand and smear it all over it that's fucking <laughs> art motherfucker <laughs> you know this shit this shit's su- subjective no it's not it's fucking wrestling make it you know it's supposed to be physical yeah you're supposed to be simulating a fight exactly yeah how many fights you ever seen where a dude just grabs a guy's dick and he flips him? Yeah, exactly. But I know everybody, all the all the smart marks, but it's, you know, it's entertainment, and I understand that. When I was a kid, entertainment was Harley Race and Mr. Wrestling 2 beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Tommy to Rich and yeah, Buzz Sawyer beating the shit out of each other. Thank that was entertaining to me. Yeah, yeah I, I I don't know. I, I, guess, I guess for if it isn't like just Chikar or something, like a promotion that's meant for stuff like that, fine, do it. Like that, that's your niche, but when you start putting it on main stages, that's that's where I just I can't fucking stand it. But like the Orange Cassidy guy, like I'm, I've seen like some of his work when he's not doing that, and he, he's really good, he's talented. Right. But the whole dis- he just relies on the hands in the pocket. Yeah, I mean it's just that's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him hit. I haven't seen him hit the ropes yet <laughs> with his hands in his pocket. Well, he don't hit him. He just kind of walks and bumps into him, and then I mean you kind of have to. <laughs> You'd kind of have to, then he try to brace or whatever. He's gonna flip back and that break his neck. Really and it, stupid. It, it, it really, but I'm, like, I'm uh, still waiting on. I it. watched a video from last night. Uh, Darby Allen wrestled Moxley at some show, and he does the spot where he gets handcuffed or gets his arms taped behind his back. You talk about stupid shit. I, I mean, what is the gimmick? I don't know of it myself. His gimmick. He used to be like a, like a skateboard guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's married to Priscilla Kelly now and uh he's just very reckless I mean, i've seen him take a backdrop over the top rope into a barrier and it's just holy shit uh, he did sei a few years ago he worked janella and they just did a bunch of crazy stuff super talented is just i was like damn you're gonna kill yourself yeah what's your opinion on that because like when i got in the business the guys i worked with the guys i worked around they all coached me to you know keep things entertaining and simple don't kill myself mm-hmm. and uh, so that's the way i always worked I, I kept things simple as fuck i just tried to tell a story in the ring i didn't give a shit about taking bumps i tried to i as a matter of fact as i got later into my career i got to the point where i was like how how little bumps can i take and still get the crowd behind the match so uh what's your opinion on all the 
just how fucking crazy wrestling's gotten. Like all the high spots, yeah. the, the way it feels like you have to hit them now to get a crowd. I'm sure y'all have heard. It. Everybody's got a bump card. Yep. Yeah. And one of these days, that bump card's going to be full. And when I first started, I mean, I was, I was a big guy, so Rex always told me he was like, you know, you don't bump for little guys. You know, four punches, then you fall. Just don't. And I've seen guys now like my size or bigger, fucking getting you know one forearm and they're bumping i'm like the fuck get up <laughs> don't do that i mean you got to protect your gimmick and i was going to bring that up you know some people talk about you know putting people over and i had no problem putting people over as long as it made sense but like if you were 108 pounds and you were going to give me a frog splash i'm kicking out before the fucking referee even fucking counts one yeah that makes sense you know there was a there was a promoter in Dalton who was wanting to use me, and I was like, I'm not putting your son over. I'm sorry. He's 109 fucking pounds. I'm not going to do it. So, uh, there was something you were saying you wanted to get to here in a minute. I can't remember what it was. Just, just a few minutes ago. Intergender matches. Oh, intergender, yes, matches. intergender matches. Let's go ahead and get into that. What, I know, I've seen your opinions on Facebook, so let's go ahead and get them out there for the podcast world. Like, Give us your opinion on intergender matches. All right. Your, your best thing about an intergender match, the best one I've ever seen worked was in like the early 80s. It was a tag team tournament in Georgia. And Joyce Grable and Judy Martin entered the tournament. And they wrestled uh, Raymond Rougeau, not Raymond, Jacques Rougeau and Steve O. And, like, the whole basis of the match was, like, the girls were kind of taking pop shots at them. Yeah. And, like, the guys would rear back to punch them, and they would run and hide. And then the finish was just a fucking power slam. Mm. He power slams Judy Martin, one, two, three. I'm guilty. I did an intergender match with Mickey Knuckles and put her over. But if you saw the match, it was 10 minutes of me beating the dog shit out of her. And I got beat on my own mistake. You know, I she caught me, one, two, three. And now you just got I, – I just can't see a 140-pound girl and a 300-pound guy going 50-50. I mean, I mean, that makes sense. You can build it around the size difference and then have her come out on top, on like you said. Yeah. It would be the same thing as, like, me fighting you. Yeah. Like, it, you're going to beat the shit out of me. But, you know, you might 80%. sneak in there yeah. and get a roll-up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm not a. I'm just not a big fan of. It. I'm not a fan. Of, I mean, like back in the day when it, you would have Baby Doll against Cornette, you know, we knew he she was just gonna beat the shit out of him. Yep. Or they throw in a you know a valet and a and a manager is one thing. But now these these matches are competitive. Like I was watching a clip from Impact Wrestling the other day, and the Chris brothers are beating the shit out of somebody, and Tessa Blanchard made to save by herself and bumped them all over the fucking place. So I just hit stop. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just hit stop and was like, yeah, I, that's I can't uh, buy into that. No, nah. uh, I remember one of the I was still working security at Empire when I started working, and you were obviously there. Uh, one of the first matches I did was an intergender tag match, and you looked at me and you said, "If you ever do that shit again, I'm gonna beat the hell out of you." <laughs> I've never worked an intergender match since. Yeah, I just, uh, it's like I said, it's just not my cup of tea, especially my size. I just can't see me wrestling some girls from like, what's that girl's name from like Sevierville or whatever. She oh, just, yeah, you know, what the, nothing against her, but you think I'm going to sell shit for her? No, I'm going to headbutt her in the fucking temple <laughs> and get her a choke breaker. Now, I will say something about Kenzie. Uh, we, uh, the guys at Kapow wanted me to work with her and uh, it was a good P.O., so I, what I wanted to do was make it to where she just, to give her a reason just to beat the shit out of me. So every other day I would post something real derogatory or something to, to make, to let her know. It's like, hey, when, when we work, slap the shit out of me, kick the shit out of me, all, all that stuff. And it was a really short match. Uh, I was cocky, run my mouth heel guy, and did my thing. And uh, we worked a real short match. And it's basically she just, beat the shit out of me i cried like a bitch and go mm. back and stuff like that but i wanted to make it wanted to make a lot of lot of sense instead of just going there doing doing whatever there was a lot of good social media stuff with it with me between me and her it was really good it was a lot of fun but yeah. i know i know i know what you're saying like if she's working you all you gotta do is like flick yeah, her just, nose. yeah just like what the hell oh by the way 
let me pull this up, Tank. I know how much you love uh, certain people in the business. I'm going to pull this up on my phone. Um, I'll send the link to people later on this, maybe. I don't know, depending on how I feel. But uh, I want you to watch this, Tank, and, and uh, enjoy yourself, and don't stab me. This is really quiet for a long time, just yeah. so you guys know. So is he a ref? He's a ref. That's the one I was telling you about before. So now he's started. fucking nails with a goddamn <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, He's the one I was telling you about before the show started that I got so pissed off at at TWE because he kept working himself into my matches and shit. Yeah, that's him. I believe that's the ref. He was at UEW one night. Yeah. Shane yeah. Daniels ran him out of the fucking locker yeah. room. No, no, no. Uh, I think that was... Um, Justin was his name. I just remember one night Jane cussed some dude out and ran him out. Yeah, I do I remember like, that. that. Was awesome. Shane, I don't remember I what do happened. He was talking shit to somebody. He was talking shit to somebody in the locker room, and Shane finally got pissed off and grabbed his bag and took him, carried him out the fucking locker room. No, it was uh, it was uh, you remember WP? Yeah, yeah, his son. Okay, yeah, uh, I can't remember his name either. But yeah, he had a real bad attitude too, but him and. WP's son, two different people, same attitudes. I've had a few run-ins with refs, uh, like botching counts and stuff. One night I was wrestling Lamar Phillips, and and I gave him like my finisher and went to pin him, and the referee just quit counting. He said his shoulder came up, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So we had to go like an extra forty-five seconds, and we ended up <laughs> and we ended up Lamar had me in a bear hug. It was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm yeah. I wrestled for like over twenty years, but. You know, I still get lost out there too. Right. And I was like, what the hell? And I shot him off. And next thing I know, I'm in a bear hug. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> then I think I beat him with like a schoolboy. Please I, tell I, me that was your cell too when he put you in the bear. Like, what yeah, the fuck? I, I was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, I ended up throwing some chairs and telling, asking the ref, I was like, you know, what's after two, motherfucker? And he was like, <laughs> he was like three. And I go, well, you not know how to fucking hit the mat three times? I was like, you are the worst goddamn ref ever. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he left. And then about six months later, same ref uh, fucked up another finish. And and I don't, then they made him security after that. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to kill this dude. Fucking get him out of the ring. So, um. Who would be your, I guess, who would you say in the Indies is the best ref out there today? Referee on the Indies? Yeah. Shit, I don't know. Uh, I don't keep up with it. <laughs> well, um, I say that because Doug Markham's, I don't know if you've seen Doug Oh, Markham's. yeah, yeah. He, he refed uh, one of my last matches up in Nashville when I gave dude a pile drive on a watermelon. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a video of that the other day. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Yeah, he's... In, He's a cool guy. Was that the same show Chase did that dive? It was. Yeah, the uh, best botch ever. (laughs) (laughs) We had him come on the show a couple weeks ago, and that's the preview video I'm going to put up for people. (laughs) Speaking of name game, what about that turd? (laughs) Oh, yeah, so what do you think about Chase Jordan? (laughs) Drizzling shits again. (laughs) I mean, this dude can't stay healthy for shit. (laughs) All right, let's let's go back to the name game real quick. I thought of some more. (laughs) (laughs) No, I always... I always give him shit, and he'll, you know, he always says something like, you know, I'm gonna, I could beat you. I was like, I was like, you have two bad knees. You're, <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> I was like, you have knees of a fucking old man. I mean, like an eighty year old. So about that name. Oh yeah, um, Jason and Brandon, brother fusion. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh wow, we got a we got a positive answer. No, I ain't got a problem with them. That's awesome. Yeah, one of my favorite angles because when I was when I started working, well, not working at Empire, but working security, you guys, the Devils Rejects and the Illuminati were going at it. Mm. Man, that angle was fucking hot. Can you talk about that for a minute? Because that was yeah, I, I don't know if that was one big. of your favorite moments, but it was one of my favorite moments I've seen. Yeah, it was. You know, we were the big heels, and then they were kind of taking over the hill thing, and then we came back as baby faces. 
and it turned out cool. You know, we had to. I think we had, we did a war games with them. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was a uh, security during the war games match. I was the one passing uh, Jason a blade during the match. Okay. <laughs> now you didn't have to pass me one. I I, I usually went well prepared with like eight or nine. I'd have them all over the place. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll I'll get you, kid. And they're like, hell no. <laughs> uh, ben Thrasher. Shit. No, I'm just kidding. Ben's cool. I've known Ben a long-ass time. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's a character. Hampton. Jason Hampton. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I figured that might be the case with most Empire guys. Yeah, most of these guys, I, I never had a problem with them. Nah, I didn't. Ben, ben was notorious for running his mouth, but he always, you know, Thought better of it and was always chilled out. I ain't got a problem with him. Uh, so before we wrap it up here, because I know you have to leave soon. Yeah, we can talk a few more minutes. I'm okay. Good. Okay. Well, let's uh let's get into this then. Um, there's been a big thing lately with guys shooting on people in the ring. We've talked yeah. about it in here. Uh, and what's your opinion on shit like that? Because like the ones I've seen were egregious. It just not fucking needed. No. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, when it comes to, like, I understand, like, a receipt that's completely different than shooting on someone. So what's, how do you that's feel about that? stupid as shit. Like, if you got a problem with somebody, beat their ass in the back. Don't do it in front of the crowd. I mean, I was known to rough some, you know, getting in the moment and kind of roughing somebody up because they weren't selling for me or something. I've seen it. Zach Malone, UEW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, uh. Yeah, that's an all different story. You beat the fuck. Well, well I mean, not really, but like he came to the back and he looked like a different person. Like, well, he looked like you know just the. I took his soul that night. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there I was a his, dead look in his eyes afterwards. I took his soul. Yeah, I was like, we were first off. I, I get there and he's all like, "Well, I'm the heel. I'm going to call the match." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, uh, "I'm going to take heat on you," and blah blah blah. And I was like. Okay. <laughs> and then we get out there, you know, we start up doing our little deal, and then I cut him off and I give him a couple of forearms, and he's not bumping and he just drops to a knee. So I was like, yeah, fuck. I was like, I'm going to give him one more shot. And he didn't bump. So I headbutted him, shoot headbutts. I was always notorious for the shoot headbutt yeah. from one corner to the other. And then, uh, Commands to beat the shit out of him, and then I was like, you know, I can. We can either you can either work with me, or I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> and what was funny, a video, a, a video of it surfaced on Facebook like 20 minutes later, <laughs> and my wife was sitting next to the person recording it, and he was sitting next to his girlfriend and his mom, and you can hear his mom saying, "I'm not liking this at all." <laughs> well, I was pretty much just standing on his face. Well, I mean, I remember <laughs> when you hit the spinning back fist, all of us in the back were like, Ugh. Now, the best spinning back fist ever was Paul Hatchett for Chip Oh, I, bet. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, for Talk fuck's about sake. That, oh, my God. This, I don't I don't know if it was a rib on me to put me in the match with him. So we're kind of going over shit. He's like, I like to do hardcore stuff. I was like, all right, cool. So we're out there. I'm beating the shit out of him, and he's just not retaliating at all i'm like dude you gotta fight back so it was a 15 minute hardcore squash match so i gave him the spinning back fist and i go to pick him up and instead of you know you know the lingo take it home he's like please make it end <laughs> goes, please make it end and i was like oh fuck no so i beat his ass for like 10 more minutes <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "What the fuck did you just say?" Oh, you get ten more minutes of this ass whooping. So Brandon Collins got hurt. Uh, Bane crushed his face. Oh yeah. So they did a benefit for him, and they booked me against Paul Hatchett again, and uh, it was another ass whooping. And David <laughs> David Young walked in the back and goes, "I will never take that spinning back fist. Fuck you." <laughs> so other than Paul Hatchett, who got the shoot spinning back fist? Or if any. I mean, I tater people by accident. I always aim for the neck. Sometimes I catch them in the temple or the the cheek. or I'd always like, feed me your neck, kid. And I go to throw it, and they're like doing this. And then it's just like, oh, shit. Uh, another funny story. Me and Iceberg, we were wrestling these dudes in a bar in front of like 30 people. And Iceberg liked to 
He liked to have a few cocktails before the match. He was drunk shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the two guys, uh, you know, I always, I always, I was always a mark for the for the boot scrape. Yeah. So I told the dude, I was like, you know, I'll I'll give you the big deal in the corner. You said I'm gonna hit the ropes, give you the boot scrape. And I go, he was like, what's that? And I go, well, I'll just run at you and I kick you in the face. But I go, just keep your keep looking this way, and I will just guide your face along. He goes, okay. So I go, uh, I hit the ropes. He's just staring right at me, so I'm like, "Oh shit!" So it's a size, it's a size 13, right in the mush. Boom! And he's like hanging out of the ring. I'm like, "Oh shit!" So I fucking pull him back in. I slap him a little bit, and he and he wakes up. And as soon as I move, here comes Iceberg with a cannonball. Boom! And he's knocked out again. I'm like, "What the hell?" I'm like, he's been knocked out twice in 30 seconds. <laughs> Uh, it was like you knocked him out, woke him up just to knock him yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on, on the same show, I wrestled uh, Bull Buchanan. Like I said, there was like 15 people there, 30. It, it, went, it was in a bar and went away there. And Bull's all like, man, I'm. And he goes, he was, we were opening a match so we could leave. And I was like, uh, let's go out there and do this. And he was like, are you sure? And I go, yeah, I don't feel like doing shit. So we go out and he, uh, I come out of the hill. I'm talking shit on the microphone. Bull Buchanan comes out. I turn around. He gives me a big lariat. One, two, three. So I grab, I'm, I'm selling. I go, no, 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 no. I go, that shit don't count. The bell never rang. They rang the bell. Lariat, one, two, three. Easiest <laughs> fucking. And the promoter was mad as hell because I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure Bull was, you know, a good four or $500 payoff. You know, I was making my fucking, you know, 15 and a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about uh, other not so talented indie guys doing seminars? Ugh, <laughs> the amount of seminars that's going on these days kind of pisses me off. Yeah. Uh, like it feels like they're just bilking these people out of fucking mm-hmm. money, and I, I don't like. I'm gonna sound like a, an asshole saying this. I don't like seminars in the first place. Because a lot of times on, on they're the day of this fucking show, I have work and shit. And yeah. Promoters like to get pissed off about that. They're like, oh, you don't show, want to show up at my seminar? I'm not going to fucking book you. Not pointing oh. at you. I'm like, I'm agreeing yeah. with you. Like, and it's fucking <laughs> bullshit, man. It's like, like, I'm sorry, dude. I have a real fucking life outside of this wrestling thing. Like, I'm not J.D. fucking Rollins all the goddamn time. It's just when I'm working for you. I'm not yeah. going to show up to every fucking seminar just because you need me. You want me to. Yeah, I never, I mean, 21 years, I, I I never did one. You know, I was like, fuck it. But now it's just like everybody's doing one. Yeah. I'm like, what, are you going to teach them how to slap your leg for two fucking hours? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That, that That's one of my biggest fucking problems in wrestling is the leg slap. I fucking hate the goddamn leg slap because you forearming somebody in the face or punching somebody in the face is not, not going like to make a goddamn slap. slap. Yeah, I was, I'm guilty of it. Hell, we all are. We I all mean, we all are, are, but I it just... There, it's so overdone these days. Like it's got to be along with every. I mean, like contact. every strike ain't going to be loud. Yeah, Mm-mm. that's one thing. Uh, uh, one of the last Cine city I did, Brutal Bob did a. He was talking to some guys in the back. He was like, you know, throw three, four arms, and on the fourth one, slap, get the big pop, and then the big bump or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, I, I also want to point out real quick, uh, Tyler, when he teased you coming on the show he uh said uh it's a former scenic city invitational winner no i never won the yeah show. That, that, that's what i thought i was a we i was a one and done twice <laughs> and did tag matches the other times <laughs> yeah. I, I just had to throw tyler under the bus real quick yeah suck my dick jd <laughs> but yeah the, the sci it was, it was cool fucking matt riddle getting to wrestle him that was i was like yeah, if i'm gonna go out might as well go out with one of the better dudes out there right, right now right. Talk about the SCI a little bit because it's meant a lot, I think, to this area uh, as far as generating interest in the Chattanooga area wrestling yeah. scene. So uh, talk a little bit about it because I know you, you, you're kind of friends with the guys. No, yeah, yeah. Everything. So uh, give us your thoughts on the overall impression of it, your time in it, and all that stuff. I mean, the, the three or four that I did were awesome. Uh, they tend to bring some good, talented guys here. You know, that's what the people want to see. I mean, it's the only show in Chattanooga where people from Australia, England, I mean, people from the world travel to Chattanooga, which is, you know, me being from Chattanooga is cool as shit just because it's like the Chattanooga scene there for a while was the shits. 
and then they kind of they're kind of bringing it up. Like I said, and, and I believe this year they announced yesterday Mike Quackenbush is going to do a seminar and a little Q and A thing, which is cool. Quack's awesome. I mean, I don't really care about the Chikara gimmick, but him as a wrestler, he's very fucking talented. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, I saw a match with him and Cesaro. When Cesaro had that long ass hair, yeah. Um, they did some really good stuff uh, at an indie shop. Yeah, yeah, I wrestled Cesaro once, or he was Claudio, and yeah, he his forearms are fucking legit. Nigel McGinnis too. He's another one. He gave me a, a European. I just sat there and looked at him and just rolled out of the ring like, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, we were in New Albany, Indiana, and there was no shit. It's another Ian crowd that had about, you know, 15, 20 people. And it was a big 10-man tag, and I locked up with him. We're, we're, you know, going back and forth, and he catches me with, like, two of those Europeans. I was like, tag, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you're taking the finish. No, I'm not now. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Let him hit you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, shit. I was like, bro, this shit's a work. <laughs> All right, so I know we're probably getting close to the time you got to go, right? No, yeah, we can keep on going. Let me tell okay, you. Okay, cool. I don't, I'm just going to tell man. stories. I just, I just don't want to, like, no, make no, you no, later. No, no, anything, no, no. You know? We're good. Uh, I was going to say, who, who's ever hit you the hardest? Ooh. That's Necro, a good question. Necro Butcher. Oh. Because okay. he's fucking blind. <laughs> oh. He can't fucking see. He's like Stan Hansen. He likes to do the sit-down punch spot. Yeah. And, like, the, the shit's legit. Right. He just called me. I'm like, you blind bastard. <laughs> so how would you book Necro Butcher versus Stan Hansen? Well, I mean, Hansen going over, of course. <laughs> but it's going to be just the wildest, craziest shit ever because they can't see, and they're just going to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> would you book it in Japan? No, I booked this year in Chattanooga. Hell yeah. All right, give us your favorite road story. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a good answer. Yeah, we got quite a few, or I do. I mean, stupid shit. My wife, she was our pretty much chauffeur, me and Tempers and Rockwell, and we did a show in Highland, Indiana, which is like right outside of Chicago. So it's a good nine, ten hour drive. So we get up at like four in the morning. We drive to Chicago. We do the show. We're driving home, and uh, me, Tempers, and Rockwell just kind of pass out, and. We're almost to South Pittsburgh, which is right outside of Chattanooga. My wife's going to stop four or five times for coffee, cigarettes, doing this, just to stay awake because we're dickheads and slept the whole way. <laughs> and we're right outside of South Pittsburgh, and Sean Tempers wakes up and goes, Hey, Ken, you want me to take over driving? <laughs> and she cut this promo. <laughs> I'm over here, like, I. I I'm awake now, but I'm pretending like I'm sleeping. Like, <laughs> like, like if she sees my eyes open, she's going to cuss me out. She's like, you motherfuckers, you slept the whole goddamn way here. But I was like, oh, shit, man. There's another one. My wife was pregnant. We were coming back from Indiana, and uh, our car broke down. So we had to fucking hitch a ride to a hotel, and her dad came and got the car because her parents live in Ohio, which was, it was about two hours away, so he came and picked the car up and fixed it. Tempers and Rockwell had to take a bus back to Chattanooga. <laughs> and, like, they were, like, fucking hanging out with crackheads and bus stations and shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we've, uh, we've done some silly shit. So you and Osberg tagged for a, a long while, yeah. a good while, uh, what are some good memories uh, with you and Berg as a team? Like good matches, bad matches, shitty matches. Any we never kind of really matches? had a bad match. Uh, we were at Wildside, uh, and we were wrestling these guys from Texas, the Brown Brothers. I always tell this story because it's funny as shit. The Brown Brothers, they were the NWA Southwestern Tag Team Champions. They came into our locker room with their belts and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? So we got like a five minute TV match, you know. Down there was it was it was all TV shit. So you only had four, five, six minutes tops. Yeah. So they're like, "What are we gonna do? What do you want to do?" And I was like, "I don't know. We'll we'll get with you. We'll get with you." And I'm talking to Berg. He's drinking, and I'm like, well, "What are we gonna do?" And he's like, "I guess just beat the shit out of him." I was like, "Okay, cool." So they come back to us right before the match, and uh, Berg's drunk. And he's just kind of staggering around. And one of the Brown brothers comes up to him, you know, and they keep asking, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're like, bro, we got five minutes. We can't call a whole lot of shit. So one of them kind of pats, pats Berg on the shoulder and is like, I'll see you out there, Bubba. And I was like, oh, shit. 
So Berg's like, man, fuck these guys. We're going to road warrior these guys. <laughs> <laughs> what was funny is right before we went out, their manager we went to Bill Barron's and was all like, uh, oh, it was Jerry Palmer. And he goes, he goes, I'm not feeling real sure about this match. And he goes, why? He goes, well, the, uh, you know, the iceberg guy is really drunk. And Jerry goes, it's not the drunk iceberg you got to worry about. It's a sober tank you got to worry about. <laughs> so we get out there. We, like, hit the ring. and we, I legit threw my – because we were the, tag, the wild side tag champions. Threw my belt, hit dude right in the face with it. Yeah. So we're like, bam, 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 bam. And I guess they thought they were going to try to shoot with us. So the kid shot in. I caught him with a knee right under the chin, oh, out shit. cold. Oh. So I fucking drag him to his partner. I go, dude's out. So we tag him in. <laughs> and then uh, me and Berg did a spot where I would, I'd lay him down with a you know, body slam or something. I'd suplex Berg on top of him. Well, Berg didn't flip. And I gave dude a, I gave Berg a DDT on this guy's head. I mean, it was a shoot. Oh, so we got two guys knocked the fuck out. <laughs> One, two, three, the match is over. Like I said, they, they drove a long way from Dallas, Texas, and they left in their gear. They got in the back, got their shit, and we kept their belts, and Bill had to send them back to them. We fucking giving them back. So what was uh, Berg's favorite drink? Natural light. Yeah. He's a, he's a natty light guy. Yeah. Did he? Did uh, Berg ever do the JJ shows with us? No. Okay. I, I was having a... Oh, the JJ shows. That was some fun shit. Fuck yeah, it was. Always had fun down there at the time. Were you there the night I legit put my asshole on Steve Dave's nose? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was the match. Me, me, we and, Jake, were, we, we me were, and Jake were right, right after you. Guys. We were fucking wrestling. For the love of God, tell me about this. And uh, he was managing the, the lynch mob. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot who my partner was. We were, we were out there just goofing off. And I was like, I'm going to give some motherfucker a shoot stink face. <laughs> and like, in front of all these fucking little hippie, hipster kids, I stripped down pretty much butt-ass naked in the middle of this ring. I mean, singlet everything down and put my asshole right on Steve Dave's nose. And I tried so hard to fart. But I was afraid I was going to shit on him for real. What was his reaction afterwards? Oh, my God. Because that was a Friday night. Then I did it again Saturday. <laughs> So I think Steve, Dave, and my asshole have something in common. They have a relationship. He has a very intimate knowledge of your asshole. I'm going to give him so much shit about that when I see him now. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, talk to him about it. He's a a character. Yeah, the JJ show, yeah, it was always a good time, man. Go down there and just act goofy as shit. I was really thankful that uh, Leroy Lewis let us have some of his 100-year-old Aged whiskey or whatever it was. That was really good. Let really you. Good he shit. shoved that shit down your throat that night we showed up. He was like, hey, kid, drink this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it down your throat? Oh, yeah. But it didn't take much, though. And I, and I drank a lot back in the, back at that time, too. But his stuff was like, it was special. It was a special kind of uh, taste. But I know, yeah, guys, I'm going to have to run. Can I just say a couple of shout-outs? Yeah, yeah go, go ahead, please. Scenic uh, City Invitational, Saudi Daisy High School, uh, August 2nd and 3rd. 16 competitors, one trophy, going to be some good shit. Uh, buddy of mine from Philadelphia has got a podcast called Yakuza Kick, J-Cat Morris. We kind of think of the, think along the same lines of shit, and we hate the same stuff, so it's awesome. <laughs> it's on iTunes, whatever the hell, your favorite podcast uh, destination. And yeah, y'all just keep up the good shit and keep making fun of people. Thanks, man. I have to come back and do part two. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, I got uh, shit. I got plenty of time. Al. Before we, I'm, I'm retired now, so you know. Before we get you out of here, I like to ask uh, every person, every guest we have in here. Uh, and I know you don't keep up the local scene, maybe as much as you used to, but on the local scene right now, who do you see with the most potential? Well, if he'd come back, Gunnar Miller. Yeah, I can I can see that. You know, I know he's on a hiatus. Whether he comes back or not, I don't know, but. He had the best shot of anybody, and behind him would be Joey Lynch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just my opinion. Right. No problem with that. Well, thank you so much for your no time, problem, Tank. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to having you in here again. That was great. Yeah, time. man, just let me know anytime. It was excellent. We love it. And uh, we thank everybody for being on. And this is JD's uh, thing. I'm, I'm not – well, I'll say bye to everybody. But you do it that, JD.
Go, All go. right, everybody, thanks for uh, listening once again. Uh, keep a lookout for next week's podcast. Uh, we will have uh, two special guests that are fans of the indie scene around here, and they're going to be our future secret smarts, which we will explain next week when we have them on. Thanks for listening. Keep a lookout, and we'll see you next week. See ya.